Another guys are on this week. I copped up. I was away in Spain for the week watching number two playing in a hockey tournament, an Eight Nations hockey tournament in Terrassa. Only got back at the weekend and really haven't had much of a chance to get organised. So what we're going to do is we'll round up the weekend results. We'll go through uh, where I think things lie with six matches to go uh, as far as the championship is concerned and also relegation. We'll look at the runners and riders as far as the stats are concerned for bowlers and batters. And we'll look at next week as well. We'll also think delve into Division One because that's boiling up quite nicely. So listen, let's first of all, without any further ado, have a look at the weekend's fixtures. We had Dumfries at Clydesdale, Kelburn at Stirling, Langside uh, played host to Prestwick, West were at home to Air, and Uddy were uh, had Fergus Lee. Uh, visiting them. So Dumfries against Clydesdale. Clydesdale chased down 250. Great result for them, I have to say. Dumfries put up a pretty good fight, 250 off their 50. Probably just wasn't enough. Clydesdale did it with three overs to spare. Looking to get back into to their stride. I don't think they've lost five games. I don't think that they're going to be championship contenders this year. Um, uh, Youngie got 57 and much needed runs for Fazel uh, at 48. And then the Mughal man saw them home with 54, absolutely smashed it off 32. I, as I say, I don't think that they will contend for the title, but I think they still have to play Fergus Lee and they still have to be Prestwick. So I think that they could potentially decide where the championship goes this year because the run-in is, is really, really interesting and we'll touch on that a little bit as we move through the rest of the card. Kelburn at Stirling, it really was a 50-pointer down there at Whitehall. First time Kelburn have scored over 250, I think. 262 for four, Pro gets 100 and uh, Mo gets, uh, gets in the runs as well and you would have thought 262 off their 50. Yep, Looked like a decent track down there, big outfield, uh, but they just they knocked it off. Um, I do think that they've got probably the best top four, and uh, they proved they they, they proved that. Uh, you're looking at uh, Dunford getting 81, Musahar who's had a super super season thus far, first season in the championship, and then. Um, Brendan McMullen comes in and hits 105, coming in at five, third drop, and whacks that off 85 balls at 123 out of his 100. Super, super player. And uh, there's talk, isn't there, about Scotland looking for players. Uh, there's constant talk about Mikey English and, uh, and Brendan McMullen. Uh, so, yeah, they're certainly squeezing there's no doubt about that. Great result for Sterling. I think it is still very tight, though, in terms of that table after the fixtures. You're looking still there, Sterling Langside at Kelburn. I think Kelburn are, are, are dead and buried. But again, still six games to go. They've got to win two or three, I think, to have a chance. Uh, they're now looking at, at a sort of Dumfries territory last season. Uh, where Dumfries ended up having a super last two or three games to avoid relegation. It's going to have to be something like that. They will be bitterly, 
disappointed. I've no doubt about that. Bitterly disappointed that they couldn't see uh, themselves home. Two six two is a good score, but they just they just fell short. Two six five for four. The Sterling boys. It looks at the end of the day probably was fairly straightforward, and the writing I guess was on the wall coming into the 40th over, they knocked it off in 44.2. So five overs to spare. So I'm thinking maybe even 262 was potentially on the light side. So next game up was the game at Langside. I thought this might have been a banana skin. You were looking at Prestwick there who have had a bit of a wobble. They got uh, thrashed by West, 72 all out. Uh, the week before, uh, West did them over in the McCulloch as well. So two losses and they obviously lost against uh, Fergus Lee. So they were looking at uh, two losses out of three and they did well. They did well. 104 restricted Langside to 140 and it did look as if they were making a little bit of heavy weather of it, I think there were 70 down for four and you're thinking if they'd lost another wicket there, then they're potentially into a bit of the tail. But a great partnership from uh, your man Fleet, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, Fleet and, and one of their arms, uh, Danny Durant, ends up getting 35 not out and uh, Tom Fleet secures the win with uh, a really gutsy 34 at, at pretty much jig time, 40 balls. So... They must have just decided, you know what, we're going to have a go at this 140. I wonder if they were on a, a Bunsen. We'll certainly find out from, from Fraser uh, what the score was there next week. So it looks as if they've sort of righted the ship. Um, not that it was sinking far from it, but you know, if you've won your first seven or eight games and then you lose two out of, of three or two out of four, then you maybe start to begin to, to think a little bit. Um, I still think that they're in the box seat. They've got to go to uh, Clydesdale. They play Clydesdale and Fergus Lee um, is the biggie. And, and that's, in fact, the last game of the season. So it could come down to uh, a winner bust there with regards to the match against Fergus Lee. But I think that there will be a lot of... There will be a, a lot of touring and froing between now and the that uh, last game of the season. I've absolutely got no doubts of that, about that. West difficult to see past them at home at the moment. They've they've got that uh, the new groundsman there. He's done a wonderful job, and and the the runs just keep mounting. I think I saw a tweet from him on the basis that about thirteen hundred runs had been scored on that wicket. So, yeah, they, uh, they looked as if they were pretty much home and hosed. They bowled really well, restricting air to 169 and just got it in jig time, 172 off 28.3. Uh, again, Colgan's back in the run runs, uh, but Johnny Oliver there gets uh, 55. Tom Colgan uh, hits 100 off 79. I actually saw, saw most of that innings. I was watching that in the airport lounge and uh, geez, he, he picks up, if you ever watch him, he picks up the length of the ball so well. I've never seen a batter 
left or right hander who plays so many crossbat shots, pulls and, and cuts, stuff that you just don't see. And I can't think that that uh, bowlers are changing their length to him. I just think that he's got a wonderful eye. Him and his brother, they do tend to, to pull a lot. And I just think that they pick up the length of the ball really, really quickly and that their bat speed is really, really something to behold. So I think they've got a little bit of momentum. They obviously beat Prestwick last week. They, they're through to the, the McCulloch final, which is on the 21st of August. I was talking to Fenna there just this morning and, and uh, he's really pleased as to how things are starting to move on. I think he was saying to me that he would have rather have had the McCulloch Cup final in the next week or so and try and keep that momentum going towards the, the final. Um, and an interesting fact, he was speaking to uh, Dave McNulty and he said in 17 years that Dave McNulty has been at West, he has not played in a final. That's how far um, West's, West have, uh, have, have struggled um, over the last 20 years. Um, so, you know, people talk about sleeping giants and I do think if they, if they win that, uh, then you might find that they start to gain momentum into to next year. I think that they've got to, they've got to try and win something because they've been too many times the bridesmaid. And, and if you're too many times the bridesmaid, then sometimes you think you're never going to get a hitch. Uh, so it'll be, yeah. Uh, yeah, good to see them uh, get over the line with regards to that. But they, I think they seem to have got a fairly good amount of momentum there. Um, that week, last week, where the Colgans didn't score any runs and Johnny Oliver picked up 100, I think that, that will give them a lot of momentum. I still think they struggle up the top of the order. And I think they need somebody there to accompany Tom Colgan in opening the batting Um it may well be that, that Youngie does that job. Um, if he doesn't, then Youngie, I guess, will slip in at five, Fenn at six, and, and that's a pretty strong top six to be looking at moving forward. I think they've got a, a relatively straightforward run in. The next three or four games will be absolutely crucial for them. And finally, let's turn to Addingston. Uh, Addingston ended up 170 all out off of their 50 overs and Fergus Lee looked as if they did it in a canter, 10 overs to spare, 175 for four. Tomorrow they face Clydesdale in the Round Cup. Clydesdale, the kings of T20, it would appear and it'd be interesting to see uh, how many years they've actually won all of these cups. Certainly they won both of them last year and it wouldn't surprise me if they not won them the year before. So again, they're in the final of the McCulloch West, take them on on the 21st of August, and they play Fergus Lee in the Rowan. And I think it's the winners of the Rowan that go towards the uh, play against, rather the winners of the Masterton, and whoever wins that gets a trip to Spain or wherever in the European Competition. So that's your roundup. Uh, wins for Clydesdale, Sterling, Prestwick, West, and Fergus Lee. So where does that leave everything? Well, as we speak, Prestwick are still up and running there. Lonely lost two. Fergus Lee played 11, lost three. West played 11, lost four. 
I think the winner of the championship is going to come from those three, I think, with Dumfries and Clydesdale losing five. I just don't think that they're going to be in the mix unless something really cataclysmic happens to Presswick. Uh, Presswick have got to play uh, Clydesdale and they've got to play Fergus Lee. So let's assume that they win uh, or they lose both of those. That then takes them to four losses, uh, brings West into the mix if they can beat Fergus Lee. And if they beat Fergus Lee, then the top three have got four losses. I think if that happens and Clydesdale win all their games, then you're looking for Prestwick maybe to, to slip up again. So conceivably, it could still go to the wire with the top five teams in the league at the moment, Prestwick, Fergus Lee, West, Dumfries and Clydesdale, all in with a shout. I think Clydesdale will potentially, I don't think they'll win it, but I think they will decide who wins it on the basis of their performances against Prestwick and Fergus Lee in the coming weeks. You're then looking at the bottom five of Uddy on 50.9%, Air on 50.18%, Sterling on 48% after last week's win, and then Langside and Kelburn uh, struggling on 36 and 24 Langside plays Sterling, and that's a huge game in a couple of weeks' time. I think the winner of that could potentially look, if it's Langside, then potentially you could see them maybe clinging on. Um, I think Kelburn, you know, you could argue that Kelburn have started to, to right the ship there. Is it too late? Uh, they really need to start winning. There's no doubt about that. Um, they need to start winning. They've only won two games all season. Uh, they've got a game coming up against Fergus Lee. And uh, they really do need to, to start looking to get some 25-pointers. If they can win, say, two out of the next three, then it makes it really, really interesting because what potentially could happen is that they may bring Uddingston and Ayr back into to the pack. So Langside against Sterling, if Langside beat that, then you're looking at potentially four, uh, four coming into the mix, maybe even five coming into the mix as far as relegation is concerned. I don't think there's been a season like it. It has been absolutely wonderful to watch and I think the frog box has just been a revelation and hopefully next season everybody has got the frog box. Listen, let's have a look at the stats. Um, Mo is still there. He's running ahead at 6.50. He's 50 or so ahead of the chasing pack who are Manus out at Sterling. You've got Mikey English at 5.84, Manus at 5.98, Brandon uh, at 5.49 after he's 100, uh, looking to be motoring there. Uh, he's averaging 60. The top five are, are averaging 60-odd. And then you've got uh, Tony Dunford at Sterling. Uh, he's on 5.11. And Tom Colgan, after he's 100, he gets into the, the, the 500 mark and he's on 5.08. So already top 10, you need to be at 3.64. Scott Beveridge still continuing to plunder at 3.64. Jesse Smith at Dumfries as well, 3.97. And Garnet Tarr, after his 100 there at the weekend, he pops into the top 10 for the first time at 4.05. Bubbling at 11 is, uh, is Riyadh. He slipped a couple. Uh, 
Neil Flack, again, he's down at 12. Uh, Amar Hafiz at uh, Langside, he's at 13. And Mo Cameron, after his runs at the weekend, he's now back into the top 20. Can somebody reach 1,000? Uh, who knows? I mean, if six games to go, uh, Mo's only 350 away from that. I mean, that would be some, some achievement if anybody could get up to the four-figure mark. If there was ever a season to do it with the, the weather as it is, we've already played 12 games. I think the, the only uh, week that has been a complete washout has been the first week, everything. Other than that, uh, we've, got, we've got out to play. Bowling, let's have a look at the bowling quickly. Um, Dutz, Cam uh, Dutia is leading the way with 28 wickets with his, uh, his leggies. Six for 21 is his best. JC Smith at Dumfries is doing something with a ball with 24. Harun Tahir at his office uh, takes third place with 21. Ross Lyons, ever dependable, with 20. Mo Oase uh, nudges in with, with 20. Sachin gets his 19 wickets. He's in six, tying with Scott McElney. Uh, Mokan at Langside with his. Uh, with his offspin uh, taking 18 uh, and then we're looking down at Ross McLean Kelvin at, at 18 so let's now have a look at what's happening next week shall we uh, matches in the Western Union so we have got just going to get this up on the old Box, select one, two, round 12. So around 13, isn't it? So Sterling at West, uh, I think if that had been at West, I would have gone for West. Sterling, you know what? If they post a biggie and uh, put pressure under West, then uh, it could be a, a dicey one for West. I, I just think that West are on... There's a positiveness that's coming out of, of West at the moment. Uh, and I, I take them to win in probably what is going to be a high scoring game. Dumfries go up the road to Paisley to face Fergus Lee. Again, they don't seem to travel that well, Dumfries. I'm taking Fergus Lee there again. Dumfries are a completely different outfit than they were last year and may well cause another few upsets between now and the end. I don't think it's going to happen at the weekend. Clydesdale at Langside, uh, again at Titwood, so I'm backing Clydesdale there to come through against Langside. The following week, Langside take on Sterling, and, and that's that's the big big week that we'll talk about in a moment. Prestwick at Kelburn. Uh, sorry, it, it's um, Kelburn are, are playing at Prestwick. Wicket seems to be okay down there. Um, outfield, clearly they'll be struggling. Uh, difficult one to call. I just think Prestwick, a bit between their teeth. I just can't see them giving up a a 25-pointer there at Kelburn. So I'm, I'm back in Prestwick. And Ayr against Uddingston. Again, down at Ayr, we played there in a Prem Reserve game. Uh, scored 290. 
and it was an absolute road, hit the ball past anybody in the infield, and then it's gone for four. Mo just could go absolutely ballistic down there. Uh, so I think, again, another high-scoring one. I'm taking Mikey English to get some runs down there. Uh, Hamza's probably back for them as well. So I'm going to take air on a, on a win there. Not that it, any week is boring, but there's no real sort of standouts there with regards to round 13. There's, there's nothing really there as far as top of the table or bottom of the table. But wait until you look at round 14. Round 14 is an absolute humdinger. Um, Fergus Lee uh, at home to West. As I said before, Langside uh, are at home to Stirling. And then you've got Prestwick, Clydesdale, uh, Addingston and Dumfries and Addingston will be keen to make sure that they avoid any relegation hiccups there and will want to win that. And then the final game, Kelburn playing at home to air again. Kelburn have to start putting some wins together. Otherwise, they're going to be seeing the trap door. So talking of the trap door, let's have a look at what's happening in the first division, where the table sits at the moment. Is Steny is out there having not lost a game. Uh, their pro is absolutely shelling it. 845 off of 12 innings. He's high scores 145 not out. He's averaging 84. He looks at the real, real deal. I would have thought he's going to get to 1,000 without any shadow of a doubt there. Uh, the young Tom Nicholson from Greenock is at 493. He's in second. And then Abdul Mazamil, uh, he's coming in at 442 at Kilmarnock. Um, no sign of Flanners, notwithstanding the fact that he's actually started to score some runs here. I'm just going to continue to go down the list here. I'm at now 40s looking for Flanners. Uh, not there. Into the 50s, not there. Uh, where are you, Flanners? Where are you, Flanners? Into the 60s. And uh, you must be somewhere here. We're not going down as far as 50s, are we? Surely, surely. Maybe you are. I'm wondering if your results haven't come through. Because I think you've scored uh, some runs both weeks now. Uh, so hats off to you. Good to see you doing as well as you are. Uh, Kamarnik in third. Uh, so there's n the situation there is you're probably looking at Greenock or Kilmarnock are going to be fighting out for promotion. There's just one game in it, really. Uh, Kilmarnock have played eight and lost. Two, sorry, played ten. 1-8, lost two. Greenock have won the nine and lost the one. So I think it's really going to be between those two. I kind of see Steny um, losing grip on the title there. So it looks as if they'll be playing Prem Division next year. Uh, and that'll be the first time they've probably played Prem for, I would guess, a good number of years. Just going to have a quick look here and see what... Kilmarnock's running is like so just bear with me so Kilmarnock have got uh, they've got Renfrew they played Renfrew in round 
12, knocked that off in uh, 38 overs, 190. So they play Hill Head. Interesting, Lucas Farndale's uh, popped up at Hill Head, and that will be a challenge for them. I think he took seven wickets at the weekend. Uh, they then play East Kilbride, and she was East Kilbride, and then they played Pollock. So you would have thought East Kilbride and Pollock, they would have been two of the harder games, but they have just disintegrated, it would, it would seem. East Kilbride are really, really struggling this season. Um, they've played 10, they've only won two games and, and lost eight. Uh, 25% really, really struggling. Hillhead, Pollock, uh, East Kilbride and GHK range between 21% and 27%. So you're looking at a prem of probably two from four there. Uh, the way Hillhead have been playing recently, I think that they'll probably avoid the trap door, which then leaves potentially Pollock doing a double dip uh, and going from the Premiership and then out of the First Division. I and mean, that would just be absolutely shocking if that happened. And, and likewise, East Kilbride, who have been one of the stalwarts there for uh, the, the First Division, gosh, they could potentially go and, and do the drop as well. And then there's GHK. So uh, as far as Kilmarnock is concerned and their run for that promotion place, it looks as if they've got a pretty good run in. They've got Hillhead, come, uh, Hillhead, East Kilbride, Pollock, and then they travel to Irvine, and then they're off to Steny. That'll be the big one. And then they've got Drumpelier the last game of the season. So um, they don't play Greenock, so they'll be hoping that, that Greenock maybe uh, drop some points along the way. Have a quick look at how Greenock are faring over the next six weeks or so. So they've got uh, Pollock, they've got to travel to Pollock, uh, then they play Steny, so that's interesting. So assuming that both Greenock and Kilmarnock can't beat Steny, then Greenock have got to go to Drumpelier, they've got Renfrew, GHK and Hillhead last. So not much in it, uh, be interesting just to keep tabs on the first division and see how things are going there from time to time. As I say, six weeks to go, and uh, Kilmarnock and Greenock are looking at the box seat, uh, and also Steny looking good for championship cricket next week. As far as the bowling is concerned, uh, I'm just reading this. This right here, 37 wickets for Ryan Walker of Greenock. Callum Grant has got 30. That's a hell of a, what a total that is. 36 wickets for Callum Grant. Uh, Praveen Pinam Maneni at uh, Stennis Muir, he's got 26. And then Tom Nicholson at Greenock. Well, if Greenock make the jump up, you've got to hope that Tom Nicholson and uh, Ryan Walker come back um, because I think they're the two Aussie arms. Tom Nicholson scored 493 and Ryan Walker's 398. So um, it'd be a, a bit of me pot calling kettle black to say that they're a two-man team when West have been so reliant upon the Goggins. Um, but, you know, if they can get them back into the, the big show next season, then they'll have to do some recruiting uh, to see how they get on. From that, so I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, next week, as I say, we've got uh, a week, which is week 12 uh, in the union, and 
not really too much to write home about. I'm expecting it's probably going to be, as they used to say in the, the golf, it's, it's not going to be a moving day. I think the moving day is going to be the following week. I'm going to sign off now. This is Mambo number five. We'll catch you on the other side. Take care.